Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Get a sponsorship ad gently teased into the earphones of 100,000-plus highly engaged listeners, both within this show and promoting our partnership across ACAST's other hit podcast. The Noise Next Door will even get creative and make your ad for you. Contact us through this app or via producerpool.co.uk and we'll tell you more. Today on Fancy Five, it's cops versus robbers. This is the podcast where we, the noise next door, and today's special guest, Jim Campbell, create five-a-side football teams using characters from fiction, history, and real life. We then see these teams battle it out on the pitch to see who will be crowned victorious. I'm Robin, and I am joined by Matt, and we are this week's pundits. That's right, we'll be providing some criticism and insight into the managers' lineups, and later we'll be in charge of the highlights from today's fixture. So today, our managers from the noise next door, we've got boring old Sam Pagelli. It's just Sam, but the big news is we've got a special guest. It's Jim Campbell from the Football Ramble. Hey, Jim, how you doing? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Um, it's a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. I, I should probably point out at this point, I'm going to wince a fair amount in this show um, because I did fall into a canal at the weekend bruising some ribs so <laughs> just if at any point i seem to sort of go Ugh! it's because of that so just want to get that out of the way yeah it's fair enough i found out about all this this sorry tale this morning and frankly i've not thought about anything else since i found out that it happened <laughs> so i, I would i do need considerably more detail tell tell us how this came to be so yeah it was obviously alcohol was involved um uh-huh. i was um hanging out with a friend who had a friend with a houseboat and they were like do you want to see the houseboat and have some drinks to the houseboat and we were like yeah let's do that and then as i was leaving the houseboat i think i just sort of Maybe it's the arrogance of the landlubber, but I forgot about looking where I was going, basically. And I, I just, I just, I took a step as if I did, you know, like you do on the on the road or in your house, like when you do when you when you're not on a boat, leaving a boat, and then suddenly I was no longer on a boat. I was in a canal. Uh, it was all very horrible. I was very wet. Although I was quite lucky in that I didn't, um, I didn't go fully the, fully in. I didn't get anything in my mouth, so I got, I, you know, I got a pretty. Got off pretty lightly. Um, and yeah, I mean, if I could do everything again, I probably wouldn't fall in the canal. But I d- ultimately, I did fall in the canal. 
So, yeah, yeah, good. Well, it sounds like your bot- your body's taking a battering, but there's no risk of Lyme's disease because nothing went in your mouth. So that's that's really the highlight of this story. Exactly. Good. Well, listen, tell us, what <laughs> team are you managing today, Jim? So I have a team of robbers. You certainly do. And Sam, he's not boring, really. He's here. He's our opposing manager. We just hear from him quite often. Sam, who are you managing today? It's everyone's favourite non-corrupt government agency. It's the police. <laughs> oh, guys. <laughs> guys, it's going to be it's going to be a really strong, strong episode. Now, this is the section where normally we do a quick spoiler warning, but I don't think there's anything to spoil. Oh, there is, Robin! Oh, is there some spoiler? Oh, yeah! Well, if you're not massively familiar with the world of cops and robbers, then there's going to be some big spoilers, particularly about the police coming from Sam. Also, please head over to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever it is you get your podcast. Review us if you can. Give us five lovely stars and follow the podcast so you can hear every episode every single week. Now, without further ado, starting with our special guest, let's hear those fancy fives. So, Jim... Starting with you, we're going to come to your. You're the home team here, the robbers. Tell us, what's your what's your fantasy five, Jim? So um, I haven't actually named the team, which is a shocking oversight. I realise now, um, but I think obviously there's quite a lot of characters in this, and I, I, you, don't, you don't want to sort of like, um, I don't know, you don't want to put anyone specifically in charge because it will lead to some some tension. But at the same time, you do need to have a captain, um, ideally in a team. So agree. Yeah, I am going to go with a man called Edward Teach known uh, more widely as Blackbeard. Ooh. Um, because, I mean, if, you, if you're looking at robbers, I mean, why not go full pirate, you know? Yeah. Um, because, yeah. I mean, it, it, like, pirates are one of those things where you kind of find, sometimes you stop yourself going like, were pirates real? Or was it like, <laughs> was it mostly just like completely exaggerated and made up? Are they more fiction than, than fact? And apparently the idea we have of pirates is, is largely based on Blackbeard um, to the point where it, like he actually buried treasure and everything. And he kept like, um, he kept little f- like lit fuses in his beard. I think they were called slow matches. So they, they, they were these fuses that would just like burn really, really slowly. And he just had them in his beard to scare enemies. And I think if you're trying to tackle someone with like a, a flaming beard, <laughs> you, are, you, you are really probably going <laughs> to keep your distance from that person. And that gives them a huge, huge advantage, especially in five aside where, where, you know, where, uh, where, where, where space is tight. Um, and apparently he wasn't actually that violent. He just made people think he was was violent to get what he wanted. Because um, pirates were actually weirdly egalitarian, I think. Uh, were like sort of within their own. Um, so, yeah, but he, he, he's going to be my captain, just like marauding around, just, you know, winning tackles because people are so scared of him boarding, which is effectively what, effectively what he will be doing. His beard's sort of a bit on fire, but you're not sure yeah. you don't want to get close to it because it's sort of a bit it. on fire. Um <laughs> So, it, yeah, feels that, very, it feels very on brand for you at the moment, Jim. Obviously, as a nautical man yourself with the canal boat, <laughs> uh, your, your captain being yeah. a nautical man feels great. Where in the park are you placing him? What, what's his position going to be? Well, I've, I've made perhaps a controversial decision with, mm. regarding the goalkeeper, which uh, I imagine you've had before, which is I'm going to do ro- a rotating goalkeeper because you don't want to miss out on the attributes of everybody. I tell you what, this is a first. It's, it's fine, really? it's fine, but it's a first. I don't think we've had a rotating goalkeeper before. I'm, I'm buzzing, okay. You, you know what? I'm glad you said it's okay because I wouldn't want to have to be the guy to tell these guys that it wasn't okay because <laughs> um, they're all quite hard in most yeah. in most cases. Um, so yeah, I'm going to do the rotating goalkeeper, but I think Blackbeard's 
you can have him in the middle of the park, really. Okay. He's going to be. You want your captain. You want your captain in the middle because you know they can gel it all together. They can. They can. They can bark orders. They can. They can just just keep things together everyone's aware of what's going on so yeah generally yeah. he's going to be sort of in in central midfield i would say that's good and he's not going to wear out his little periscope either <laughs> he'll be able to see things yeah well. if he's in the middle he's Actually, getting the you know what? Do, you mean, do you mean telescope i way prefer the i way prefer a periscope though Tele- well wait which one's the because like a telescope that's like for the stars and stuff is it a pirate yeah it's still a, a telescope. telescope a periscope's the one on a on a submarine but i prefer it like i way would rather he had one of those with him i think that's gonna look way yeah. funnier <laughs> if they existed at the time he'd have one a pirate yeah. submarine oh god imagine oh. i guess we don't know that they didn't have them but I, oh, maybe we do maybe we just do going along just them. going along the canals of london seeing jim campbell's body floating by it would be beautiful <laughs> lovely yeah <laughs> I'm not going to let it go. Oh, it's, it's the best new. It was the funniest thing I've heard no. in a week. So I mean, well, if this is who I am now, Robin. Like I'm just whatever ambitions I may have had, they're just they're gone, aren't they? I'm the, I'm the man who <laughs> fell in a canal, and it's, it's quite liberating in it in a way. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. At least you have an identity now. You know what your thing yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. And I'm dry. You know, which is which is something. <laughs> Most people that have fall, recently fallen into canals can't say that. So exactly. yeah, so. Um, Blackbeard is he's going to be my he's he's my you know my, my captain my guy tremendous who else you got so um my next guy I mean I know I know I'm talking to some sort of pretty serious badasses here but my next guy was such a badass they created the FBI to catch him now I, I don't know how much uh. you know about the story of John Dillinger um but uh, I, there was a movie made about him, Public Enemies with Johnny Depp, which I actually haven't seen because uh, apparently it doesn't tell the story with, with a lot of detail. But I, I read a biography about him. And this guy was absolutely unbelievable. So he was a career bank robber um, and he was just exceptional at it. Just robbing banks was his thing. I mean, to the point where he robbed four police stations because it sort of got so easy for him. Like him and his gang, they, it was like their job. They just like do over a couple of banks a week. And they were kind of pretty invincible and pretty untouchable because they just stole better equipment than the police had and just kind of gave them the runaround all the time. Um, there's a point he was actually captured in this little small town and he was put, it was, he was put into this local jail and um, he managed to escape by sticking up this, this sort of elderly guard as he was closing the uh, the prison doors and uh, he just walked him around pointing a gun at him and one by one almost like a stealth game um, like a stealth video game <laughs> he gradually snuck up on enough of the, the, the sort of staff of the police station that he put them all in jail he put them all in cells <laughs> locked them all into individual cells and then he went around the jail specifically showing the showing off the fact that the gun was actually just a piece of soap that he carved into the shape of a gun then he deliberately stole the car of the sheriff who arrested him to use as a final fuck you <laughs> as the getaway car. <laughs> but the guy was an artist. Like, the guy was absolutely incredible. After he died, his, I think his body might have been put on public display. And there was a rumour that he had, like, a sort of gigantic penis. And, like, even, <laughs> even in death, like, apparently women were fascinated by him. And, like, a lot of people was, like, sort of on his side, even though he could steal their actual money at any point, because that was yeah. sort of what he did. Um and I'm just absolutely fascinated by the balls so his, on the man. his public death display uh, was, was uh, naked? Well, no. Uh, but there's a, <laughs> you would think, yeah. Fully clothed, but with the uh, flies undone. There was a picture, actually. There was a picture of him where 
there was some sort of protrusion, which which I think gave rise to the myth that he had like a seven foot tall penis or whatever it was. Um, and I think I think it yeah. came from it that. It is but... difficult for us. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it just wasn't all the soap that he was keeping to make all the guns. It was almost certainly a fake penis, actually. I mean, with the guy had the guy had previous. <laughs> the guy had pretty much every type of previous you could imagine, and so he only actually killed one person. And I know one person is far too many. Let's be honest. I'm not. I'm not denying more that. than I've killed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it was it was in a shootout with a police officer with with return fire, and he was always really proud of that. And it was like, yeah, but you still kill a, killed a guy, John. It's it's not you're not perhaps <laughs> as honourable as you're making out here. You're not you're not really the Robin Hood type because you're stealing yeah. from the, the you're stealing from people who've got money in banks and giving to you. It's really yeah. you're not like you are not this Robin <laughs> Hood figure that he was made out to be. But his yeah his the the, the kind of ridiculous. Uh, high profile that he created and the way that he still managed to kind of get away with stuff was mm. incredible. And I think he'd, he'd be like a ghost on the pitch. He's he's my all-rounder, I think, yeah. actually, yeah. on the pitch. You kind of you kind of have him anywhere. You need someone like that in five-a-side that can dip in and out. And I actually, I think I'd have him, I think I'd start him off. You know what? I, no, I'm going to start him up front because it's got a lot of pizzazz. You know, and he's, he's a, yeah. a lethal flair. finisher, as, as yeah. we know. Yeah, exactly, a lot of flair, a lot of flair. And also, um, I think he's most likely to kick off if he's not played up front. Yeah, sure. Uh, inspired shout for a, a, a robbers team versus cops as well. He he mugged off, like, hun- he's the only person he's actually killed is a policeman. So I would, I mean... Yeah. I, 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 it's a great shout for a policeman team, you know. I, I'd worry how he would do against, you know, another gangsters team or or the yeah. army because the army, you know, he got caught by the FBI. Did he get caught by the FBI or did they did they kill him? He, um, I, he was killed in the end. Yeah, he was shot. Mm. They had to sort of like you know go nuclear on him. Um, he yeah. was, um it was a famous sting actually. Uh, there was a, a a woman in. He went on a date to a cinema with a woman who wore a red dress, so they'd be identifiable. Um, uh-huh. And they they shot him all to hell uh, outside that cinema, I believe. But um, it's been a while since I read the book. I'm pretty sure those details are. So what you're saying there, Jim, is very. Um, what you're saying is very accurate shots from the cops. I just just want to get that right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's a, if you've got anyone FBI related in your team, it is a point of pride for them to bring this guy down because they only exist because of that. Imagine that, like you you're the FBI. Was started, they were started because of a bloke, because of a single guy. It's, it's just astonishing. Absolutely astonishing. So, yeah, I can imagine that adds a bit of spice having him in the team because they, they have yeah. got to, they've got to win. Yeah, I reckon, uh, you know, you said, you said that they were identified by the red dress in the cinema. I reckon it was actually that they were doing the, the old popcorn trick where they, you know, cut a hole at the bottom of the popcorn and, 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 his, and, his, and his knob's gone through it and it's nine <laughs> foot tall and it's blocking the screen. They know exactly where he is. It's like a telegraph pole. Uh, great. Can only okay. be Dillinger, see? <laughs> yeah. And also, I, I assume I assume he speaks like that, which is just fun for everybody, right? Everyone yeah, likes the exactly, old time he speaks. Exactly. And also, you said that he never he was sort of stealing from people to give to himself, which is true. But then he dies, and he creates the FBI, which has created work for thousands of Americans the year round. <laughs> you know, for years now. So yeah. I don't know. I think he's got, he's got a claim as a charity. Certainly, a claim that he might be a, a charity. Um, okay, so yeah. that's two of your picks. Who else have you got? So uh, my next one is a little little bit out of left field. It's Top Cat. <laughs> because <laughs> Top Cat is a con artist. He's a con man, and I, I, I don't think we talk spend enough time talking about just how funny that is for for such a sort of beloved cartoon. He's just a he's a thief. 
Like, he's not a good guy. He's... He's got this little band of like orphaned cats that he's turned into a life of crime. <laughs> he spends all of his days deliberately <laughs> mugging off this particular man that's just trying to do his job. Like, it's just, yeah, he's a smart ass criminal con man cat in a cool waistcoat and Federer, and I, I'm here for it. I love it. Yeah, again, he's mugging off a policeman. Like, there's, a, there's a real theme here. Um, and I would say that, you know, it's always the policeman, it's always the police doing the chasing, isn't it? You know, they, they, they yeah. eventually they catch, but it's always them doing the chasing. And I think that's what we're seeing emerging here. How do you think Top, uh, Top Cat is going to work alongside the likes of Blackbeard? Is that going to be a problem? Is he going <laughs> to be scared of the fire? Well, I think the, the three men from very different men three three two men in one cartoon cat from um very different eras they're gonna they're gonna have a i think dillinger and blackbeard are gonna have enough trouble getting their heads around each other let alone this animated feline that suddenly they've got to play alongside so i think you know i don't think they're gonna gel immediately but i think with the common goal of, of mugging off the law and presumably escaping to their freedom right there's probably a bit of an escape to victory vibe to this like you've got to if you, you've got to win this game and then get out of town pretty quickly because yeah. you know we are criminals and these are all policemen um so i think top cat one thing we know about him is he's very lazy isn't he He will cut corners at every opportunity so i think he's hanging back in defense to be honest okay. quite a lot he'd probably go in goal quite a bit voluntarily as well because you you have to move the least uh, in theory um so I reckon, yeah, I think he'd he would try and cut corners. He'd, he'd have his little gang like off on some harebrained scheme elsewhere, which, I, to be honest, I think Dillinger would probably be doing as well. Any local banks are getting knocked off while this is happening. Um, so yeah, Top Cat, I think it's a good shout. Yeah, I mean, it's quite wily as well, isn't it? Like Top Cat would win a lot of free kicks and stuff that he absolutely did not deserve. There'd be a lot of yeah. um, a lot of what's known in in the world of football as shithousery, um, <laughs> where you know just sort of. <laughs> you know, just bending the rules quite a lot, play acting, diving, just straight up lying. Uh, I think he'd be quite a useful asset in that in that regard. Yeah, you're also part of the the uh, fantasy five rules, which we established early on. Is you are allowed a uh, a prop, uh, an accessory for your for your character. So if you want, we will allow you to have the the the, the bin he lives in. That can come with him and be in goal with him <laughs> if you want. If you think it'd be useful? He can have the bin on one side of the goal and he can stand the other side. That's absolutely fine. Um, it's just an option. You can have it if you'd like. Yeah, I think you'd have it in the bin and maybe lay down in it for penalties, which, let's be honest, these guys would be conceding a lot of. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Top Cat, there we go. Uh, Who else? Who else? So up next, I have a lady called Mary Frith. Um, And this woman was absolutely astonishing. I only discovered her when doing when looking into my team for this and she was like a a real like gender rebel. So she lived between 1584 and 1689 in London and she was just known um for being this absolute kind of wild card. She dressed as a man um just because she liked it. Um and, and like back then that was like scandalous. It was absolutely mm. outrageous, almost probably probably illegal as well. And like someone bet her that she wouldn't like ride a horse across London dressed as a man and she's like, Yeah, I'll take your money. Like the whole time's <laughs> like, I dress as a man anyway. Like and so she was a, a cut purse, which is so spef- so many kind of criminals from the past had such specific crimes they committed. But a cut purse is literally someone who would cut open the purses of of of, of people and just take all the money out of it. And she made so much money from this that she um, she had three full time maids 
She bred mastiffs, obviously, because, you know, you probably want a quite hard dog around uh, if you're a career criminal. And she kept parrots as well. So she was like a real eccentric. Uh, but she, she, made, she made a lot of money from this. And she even performed on stage. And she'd like, she played the lute and like bantered with the audience. But it's a bit like the noise next door if they were one specific criminal woman <laughs> in the 1500s or 1600s, probably, realistically. Um, I was going to say it's pretty similar, yeah. yeah. And and yeah, so she she was just this absolute genuine maverick and I think you've got to have a maverick in your team. And and she's someone that would clearly um again I'd probably have her in de- defense because she sounds like she was quite an aggressive woman. Um and and you want that. You want somebody sort of like holding the rear guard like that. Um so yeah, Mary Frith is is the fourth uh, member of, of my team, and genuinely just a, a very interesting historical figure as well, because she simply would not conform to what was expected of a woman, because she just she wanted to dress like a man, she preferred it, so she did, and the consequence, you know, she would anyone who tried to de- deliver the consequences for that to her would suffer their own consequences yeah. pretty quickly. So yes, absolutely fascinating woman. Amazing. Okay. Um, the only worry I have with Mary is obviously she can't travel with either the Mastiffs or the Parrots for Top Cat because Top Cat's <laughs> either running from one or chasing the other. So we've yeah. got to be careful what she brings. Well, he'll probably trick them in some way, won't he? That's true. Um, That's true. Because he's, he's so wily. They'll end up. They'll end up doing stuff for him without realizing yeah. they're doing that because he is. Let's not forget a con man. <laughs> above all, above all, I guess she can bring. Her accessory can be her uh, purse cutting blade, yes. which I assume, ex- you know, protrude Wolverine like <laughs> from her hands or underneath her sleeves. Yep. Just whip yep. out. Yeah, just parts. I love it. All right, listen, we're going on to your to your frith and final pick. Yeah, I've been thinking about it for ages. <laughs> ages. So, <laughs> very, very good, very good. So I I know that within the armory of of cops. You have quite a lot of impressive specimens that you could bring out, quite powerful specimens that you could use. So I've tried to have a really, really overpowered player, um, and that is the Titan Prometheus, uh, he who stole fire from the gods and gave it to man. Um, because I need, I need something beyond a hard man here. Uh, and also, let's be honest, they're a set of bastards, my team. Um, and Prometheus was known for not only just being intelligent, which is useful on a football pitch, um, but also for being a sort of champion of humanity. And he was he he, he is credited with with developing both arts and the sciences. So you know he's a he, he's well he's a god, isn't he? He's a, he's wow. a god. So I think that sort of offsets John Dillinger going. You know, I only killed one guy. I'm a real stand up guy. So John, you ki- you killed a man. You killed a man, John. You can't keep plumbing that narrative. Doesn't matter how big you told everyone your penis is. It's, it's not all right. So Prometheus is in there to sort of to, to balance that out a little bit as well, and just add a bit of like you know fear factor. I mean, you know, Zeus did lash him to a rock and have like a, a bird peck out his liver every single day and then it would grow back at night and then the bird would come back and do it all over again but he was eventually freed from that rock so to make it clear this is post that he's not just on the pitch chained to a rock having his liver pecked out that'd be horrible okay, that's good but th- that sounds like a man who can you know take a take a tackle and and walk and get up after. yeah and just set the set whoever tackled him you on know. fire because he can it's, <laughs> it's for him yeah, to, yeah. to dish that out isn't it yeah, no, that's true. Um, I, I've i been thinking about this while you've been speaking, and I I would put money on Prometheus having a bigger dick than John Dillinger. 
I reckon. He's, <laughs> he's half God. So uh, I reckon yeah. that's taken one of John's two main uh, strengths away from him is the size and strength of his tackle. Um, yeah. Good. Again, this is probably really why strong. you want Dillinger up front. You don't. You, you want to keep him away from these sort of arguments. He might. Yeah. He might get a bit <laughs> annoyed a, yeah. with his back to the rest turn of the team. <laughs> so Prometheus, where in where in the pitch are you playing him? So Prometheus is in midfield alongside Blackbeard. Coming, I'm saying this sort of sentence with such a straight face, <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, so. You got Top Cat and Frith. That, that's perfect because if Prometheus can create fire and Blackbeard needs to keep his beer ignited, then you've got a perfect, <laughs> perfect. Uh, double up there. Oh, right? Actually, yeah, he might not even need the matches, and also he'd probably be presumably massive, so probably quite useful in goal. <laughs> presumably, <laughs> if he's half god, he can he can probably sort of like change. Also, again with the props, you can bring the boulder he was lashed to. So you can just put that in yeah. goal and you don't need to worry about it for the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a pain when it comes to changing halves, but we've been there before, so we I'm sure yeah. we can think of something, you know, a digger or uh, we can, you know, lash it to the top of a cop car which uh, John Diligent can steal and drive it to the other side. Well, there there are ways around that, I think, routes yeah. out of it. So am, am I allowed a sub as well? I do oh, I did have an extra Jim. person I wanted to talk uh, about. Yeah. Oh, of course you're allowed a sub. So you need a bit of pace from the bench, don't you? I mm. think even in five aside, that's important. So I've gone for a guy called Claude Duval, who was uh, a he was from French nobility, but he decided what he wanted to do with his life was become a highwayman. Um, so he um, he he operated incredibly on what is nowadays Holloway Road, specifically. And he, um, he again. He was known as being very gallant. He wouldn't. He wouldn't actually ever hurt anyone. He'd just tie them up with presumably the threat of a pistol. Which I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how, how much comfort that is to people who've been robbed at gunpoint that they weren't actually shot. Um, but again, he, he seemed to think this is a big thing. And um, if they had their wives with them, he'd make them like sort of dance with them. He'd actually. He'd. He'd like. He'd only take like half of what he was going to steal if the lady would dance to something called the Corante with him, um, which was it, uh, which. There's a famous painting of him uh, of him doing that with someone's wife. So he was eventually executed because um, you're an armed robber. Uh, yeah. Again, they, they all think they yeah. all they've all got this idea of themselves as being these amazingly kind of uh, upstanding <laughs> people, haven't they? Apart from Top Cat. Um, <laughs> Who's a famous yeah, so prick and he, he knows was, it. He wasn't executed because he was a white dancer. <laughs> so yeah, Duval is my um, is my substitute. And if I can have a club doctor, Indiana Jones, because lest, lest we forget, man's a grave brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely. The one thing I'd say about Claude Duval, which sounds insane, is you said he he operated just on the Holloway Road. That's terrible highway manning. Surely they just went, well, we'll just, we'll yeah. just go there then. He's definitely going to be there. Exactly. The I think that is on. pretty much what happened. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't think it was as built up as it is now. I don't think there were maybe as many chicken shops. The Emirates wasn't there back then. Right, okay. Um, that was way, way before uh, the Emirates. Um, but yeah, it seems incredible to me that London was ever, like... The, the, I, I mean, I live in North London. I'm, I'm tw- a 20 minute walk away from where this particular hi- gallant highwayman operated. But yeah. <laughs> well, there we go. All right, Jim, very quickly, just run us through the names of your Fantasy Five. So, my Fantasy Five aside team is Blackbeard, John Dillinger, Top Cat, Mary Frith, Prometheus, and on the bench. Claude Duval. A strong Fantasy Five. And now we're moving over to the away team. It's the Cops. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. A podcast from producerpaul.co.uk Our away team today, Cops. Sam is the manager. How are you feeling, Sam? Tell us about your team. <laughs> I'm just so outrageously confident of defeating this mishmash. <laughs> There's not, they haven't even got any positions. No leadership. <laughs> absolute garbage fest. I am so confident. And I'll tell you for why as well. Because my first pick is my central defender. Good luck, these fools, getting past Alex Murphy, designation OCP Crime Prevention Unit 001, otherwise known as Robocop. I'd like to see a pirate oh, pirate trying to get past Robocop, mate. He doesn't even know what a robo- robot is. He's never even seen a toaster, let alone a Robocop. Unbelievable scenes. This Has guy, he ever arrested a god, though, Sam? Has he arrested a god? A titan, actually. We'll move on. Listen, he, he's a cybernetically enhanced police officer. For starters, so he's got, he's got enhanced reflexes, speed, strength, visual capabilities. This is why he's um this is why he's in defence. He can see the pitch, he can see everything in front of him, uh, and you can't get past him. It, his speed and strength. I kind of I'm looking at him as a kind of two words for you, Marcel Desailly type figure. Um, <laughs> but Marcel Desailly with guns, he's got loads of them. They're just part of him. They're not accessories. It's just like that's like calling your feet or your hands accessories. They're not. It's just part of him. <laughs> He's got, he's got a 9mm handgun, an assault cannon, a machine gun, a rocket launcher. He's got a flight pack. Good luck trying to beat him at a corner. A robot with a flight pack. All right, mate. Um, yeah, I mean, I've got to be honest, this pick does make Top Cat seem tremendously underpowered. <laughs> it's, it's got to be honest. <laughs> Top Cat's got a trash can. <laughs> can I just say, though, the first thing we all think about with Robocop is, well, why don't they just shoot him in the face? That's the first thing Dylan's just going to think. In I'm just mouth, saying, right, I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah. <laughs> It, it will hurt, but it's not going to. It's not going to take him down as bad as it would just shooting um, a person in the face. Because it's, <laughs> it's fair. They've like cybernetically like enhanced all of his organs. There's not actually much left of his real human body. It's most. He's mostly robot. Partly Alex Murphy. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, there's a little bit of him that I think still mm. feels. Is there a risk that, you know, he looks like a sort of big metal trash can? He's going to catch feelings for Top Cat's Maybe. trash can. Maybe. There are opposite ends of the pitch, although he sure. does have perfect eyesight. And that's the other thing. He's very good. <laughs> he's very good playing at night. He's got thermal vision, which is really good. He's got, he's got titanium laminated Kevlar armor. So he's very resilient to any, any challenges. Just just on the playing at playing at night, thermal vision being really good. That's good for seeing where the other players are, but it's going to be utterly useful, useless when finding the ball, isn't it? It's not exclusively thermal vision. Uh, he can right, use okay, that as okay. well if he wants to. Fair enough. Fair enough. We, That's like there, saying there are, oh, I there can are going to be floodlights, my... right? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> as the referee for this game, there's no lights. That's unfortunate yeah, for everybody. I should have mentioned. <laughs> uh, Only there's one, there's one light street light. Up. Yeah, there's one streetlight and it's the one that Top Gat's can is underneath. It's, that's it, nothing else. <laughs> uh, very important points about Robocop as well is that he has prime. He has uh, four directives which drive his very being. Uh, yeah. The first is his moral directive, which is to serve the public trust. So he's popular with the fans. We know this. Okay, it's literally yeah. part of him. His second right. directive is his ethical directive. He must exercise reverence for life. And we know that exercise, very important to be good at if you're playing football. Um, but, but, but part of that is his duty to de-escalate and rescue. So that's why he's in defence. He's de-escalating, he's rescuing the team non-stop. Uh, his third is his legal directive, which is to uphold the law. So he, you know he's never getting booked. Yeah. He's, ne- he's never really going to put in a, a, a tackle that is, that is too much for the ref, because he can't. It's, it's, his prior, it's his third directive. His fourth directive... Is I'm afraid it's classified. So, oh, we just can't know. Do you know what it is? As you haven't got to say, you haven't got to tell us. But do you know what the fourth directive is, or is that a potential? I, curveball? I do. I do know what it is. No, <laughs> yeah. I, well, I'll tell you. It's classified oh in the first in the first movie. Uh, later on, it does come out, uh, and is it's effectively it's not to harm his boss. I'm his boss. Losing would harm me. He can't lose. <laughs> That's Robocop. You might like it. You might not do. It's Robocop. It's Robocop. <laughs> That's my central defender. Well, holy shit. Yeah. Fair enough. It is Robocop. He might get shot in the face. It's going to hurt him a little bit. That's about as bad as it's going to get. Good start. Um, I'll move on to midfield now. I've, I've, got, I've gone for a, um, a diamond formation. I've got two midfielders. Um, See, so I've, I've decided to put my players into positions uh, like a good manager would. Um, and in midfield, I'm starting with John McClain. I mean... Nice. Come on. Uh... It's John McClain from, from, from Die Hard. He's obviously a badass. Um, he's, he's used to being uh, thrust into the heat of the action. That's why he's in midfield. He's, he is incredible at evading enemies. He takes on an entire terrorist organization in that first movie on his own. What? What's it? like? And, and and he tries to call for backup, and everyone, no one believes him. No one believes that this is happening. They just they just don't even help. So he just takes everyone down on his own. That's awesome. It's pretty strong. It's pretty strong. Hopefully the rest of his team will believe that he is playing a game today and want to join in. I mean, also, if he cuts his feet up, it doesn't really seem to slow him down that much. This is it. We'll I mean, be saving bit, money on but... boots. He's not wearing yeah. any shoes. <laughs> you know, he yeah. can, though, if he wants to. Cut, or that's, that is, that like, is that like his kryptonite? If he puts on shoes, he <laughs> sucks, sucks dick. I don't know he no? just chooses not to. He just doesn't. He just doesn't. Although I think sure. it's now a requirement that you have to wear boots when playing. So Robocop is wearing boots over the top of his robot feet. Yes, that's correct. Just to confirm. Okay, right, cool. <laughs> that is correct. Um, Johnny Diehard, though, he does wear shoes mm. in the sequels, but maybe that's why the sequels are quite good. <laughs> shoe it's related. the shoe element. Yeah. Well, he's also... Um, yeah. So he's he's an excellent shot as well. He's going to be a danger from set pieces, I think. Uh, he dispatches Gruber with a very uh, precise effort in that um, 
you know, in the gun tape to his back yeah. moment. Um, he's got a never say die attitude. He's going to win at all costs, and you, you need that. You need that yeah. in the middle of the park. Also, as a divorced man, he probably really needs this. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? His five side team probably <laughs> means a lot to him. Right. <laughs> yeah. So he's got emotionally. Oh. So he's going to be really emotionally invested in this team. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. What organization does John McLean work for? Do, do we know? Does he yeah, work for the is... LAPD or like a, a local police force? No, he's a, he's he's a, a New York cop, cop in the wrong place at the wrong so time. So he does not work for the FBI, <laughs> is what we're saying. Interesting. No. Mm. That's going to be really interesting um, for John Dillinger, who doesn't give a shit about your local police forces, mate. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. If anything, he'll, rob, he'll go out of his way to rob the police station. Yeah, yeah. Which, let's okay. not forget, he did four times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a last note on uh, on McLean as well. Let's not forget that in uh, Live Free or Die Hard, he shoots himself through the shoulder to kill a bad guy. So... You know, he's, he, that's what he's win at all costs. Yeah, that was sweet. He's win at all, he will shoot through other people to make sure that that ball hits the target. So in a football context, he would he would kick himself so hard that his foot yeah. would pass through and kick the in, ball. In a weird way, I'm picturing him intentionally kicking the ball against the post so hard that it then goes through him and then into the opposition goal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why you don't want him in goal because if he's letting things like bullets and stuff through yeah, his body, then no, a ball oh, will go through easy. He's porous, like a like a like a sponge. John McLean's sponge. And I, I wouldn't put him in goal either because my my goalkeeping choice is phenomenal. We'll move on to that in a minute. But, but before before we get there, we've got we've got to mention his midfield uh, partner in crime or not in crime actually. <laughs> Come on. Um, now you said there would be no spoilers, but th- there is. There, this is a, this is a big spoiler warning. <laughs> it's it's Rick Grimes from Walking Dead, Sheriff Rick Grimes. <gasps> he was a cop. He was a cop before the apocalypse hit, um, and th- then he just kind of refused to uh, uphold any law, un- except for the ones that he decided upon from there on in. He he's he's a leader. He's a leader, is Rick Grimes, um, and he survived a, a zombie apocalypse for ten years. This is the spoiler: he's alive. He doesn't oh. die. Everyone else dies. He doesn't die. So the sta- he's a stamina monster. He's a stamina monster. He battles through injury <laughs> nonstop. He's always getting shot. He's always getting like just f- like launched off buildings. There's fires, um, <laughs> but he just he just won't die. It's kind of annoying. <laughs> like he becomes that kind of. I don't, has anyone watched The Walking Dead? Little bit, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm about eight mm. seasons in. I'm so glad he makes it. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I think he's a really good choice for one thing. In The Walking Dead, they are always so sweaty. It's obviously in a very hot part of America. It's very humid. So that man, he, for, you know, hour-long episodes of Walking Dead, he's just sweating constantly and keeps going. So a football he's match so re- He's right. so annoyingly resilient. Like, if you're, the, if you're the zombies, you're like, oh, God, this guy again. Which kind of does happen with the, with the other people in the... Uh, he meets other types of groups and they just get really frustrated that he's still not dead. He, he keeps leading different groups of people as well. He finds himself in, in one group in Atlanta and he leads them. He finds himself on a farm. He's the leader of the farm. He's in a prison. He's in a, uh, like a, a town that he leads. He's, he's a leader. He's going to be my captain, Why? I think. Does he, does he keep moving because he, he mucks it up or, or presumably like zombies invade? I've not seen it. So Yes, there's bit, uh, various reasons, mainly zombie, zombie stuff. Zombies. Uh, like, like, so this is a, 
big spoiler, but <laughs> they're in a prison. They're in the prison, and they've basically barricaded themselves. So it's like, hey, we're creating a community, and there's a there's a prison inside. But then somebody else is jealous of all their stuff, and basically launches an attack on them. And then there's also illness because when somebody dies in Walking Dead, they become a zombie. So if you just die from natural causes or from whatever, you become a zombie. So that happens oh, in the middle sad. of their camp. And it is a nightmare. <laughs> it's like, oh no, there's one inside. Yeah, they, they get done by that quite a lot. But it's never his. So it's very rarely his fault, though. It's somebody else. Like somebody left the cage. Basically, they all, in the prison, it was perfect because they could all go to sleep in the prison cells, lock the doors, so that if they did die, the zombie couldn't get out. But somebody doesn't doesn't lock the door, and then they get out. So the zombies can do handles. These aren't like cross zombies. No, that the door isn't locked. They just kind of move. no. They're 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 a little bit more sentient than uh, okay. The, okay. The how, average zombie. How, how far through a Rubik's cube would they get? Well, they'd probably just throw probably it. Probably just bite it, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. It. It's not that. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just wanted to. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, alongside John McClane, uh, he's also danger from set pieces because uh, he's he's often shouting, "Carl, Carl!" Uh, he's he's got good spin on the ball. Uh, it's Carl. He's shouting, "Carl!" Oh, Carl, Carl is his son, <laughs> but he's shouting, "Carl!" He, and he does it a lot. He does it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right then. Um, yeah. Good. Love it. No, no, no um, accessories with with Rick. You're not bringing a zombie for the for the for the fun of it. We only need one thing. <laughs> oh yeah, it's his sheriff's hat. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Ooh, he does. He gives cool. it to Carl, have- but Carl dies. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. We t- we told you there's spoilers. Uh, yeah. We'll move we on did, to the striking position. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, then. Yes, my strike. This was very difficult. It's like Jim said. There's 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 a whole world of, of people out there that you, you you kind of want, but you have to cut it down. And I thought I cut it down to the obvious answer, uh, and the obvious answer is Chief Inspector Lee from Rush Hour. Uh, this is uh, <laughs> it's Jackie Chan. <laughs> it's Jackie Chan. Have you ever seen Jackie Chan kick? That's all he can do. <laughs> kicking, okay. kicking is important in football. He does loads yeah, of it. The main, the main bit. It's the main, exactly, and the most important thing. He does all of his own kicking. Like yeah. you see, you know, loads of people have stunt doubles in in movies and stuff. Not Jackie Chan. Not Chief Inspector Lee. No, he can do all of those things. Yes, but uh, having been, I would say, a connoisseur of the Rush Hour films, one, two, and three, even though three is a little bit worse, at the end, there is always quite a lengthy sequence where they show all of the outtakes of him trying to do the stunts and, like, royally mucking it up. So he does end up doing his own. What I'm saying is it's not perfect first time, so are you willing to take that risk? Well, well, no, that's Jackie Chan. Chief Inspector Lee gets it right every time. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a kung, yeah, well he's a kung fu master, and he can. Stri- the important thing is he can strike with any um, any part of his body. And we're yeah. saying that, like you know, sometimes we we allow accessories, you know, whatever is part of that character. For him, his accessory is the world. <laughs> he can use any item to defeat you with. He does not it all his the hands, time. Though, right? Let's clarify that. Can't use, yeah, can't not his, hand. his hands. Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe not. But, but no, no, you can use anything else. Blade of grass. <laughs> Snoop a blade of grass. No, no yeah, I want you to talk me, through, talk me through that. I want I want to see that. What's what's the tactic with a blade of grass? Uh, he uses it as a <laughs> as a um a, a ninja. What are they called? Death star. A, a shuriken. Star. Yeah, star. A sh- yeah, yeah. Like death, uh, it throws yeah. it in your eye. <laughs> Ooh, grass, grass in your eye. Nightmare. 
It's going down. For, I've got a terrible hay That's fever. Like that would stop me in my tracks, to be fair. Yeah, all right. I will allow it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like this character. He's got no time for shenanigans. You know he's just going to uh, he's just going to be striking that ball left, left, right and centre. Uh, he's good at recovering the ball in the opposition area as well. For example, such as when he rescues close friend Sue Young from abduction. Oh, God, it's great. That is uh, that is a really <laughs> emotive moment. And my favourite action films, I reckon, the, the uh, Rush Hour films. Yeah, so he's my, he's my striker. He's just he's just always striking. He, Strong strikers choice. can't not strike. It's good. Are you concerned that he won't be able to do last, last any, uh, like, a full 90 minutes? Uh, what with him only ever being able to rush all that? <laughs> well, interesting. I think that's a very valid point. Um, well, I've got a sub. I mean, maybe I could talk about my sub here, my sub striker. Yeah. Uh, is Mike Lowry from Bad Boys. What are you going to yeah, do? another great shout. What are you going to do when he comes for you? <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> this guy, this guy, Mike Lowry, from, it's, it's Will, played by Will Smith. He, he's recruited into the police academy at 19. Craziness. And then directly out of the Sorry, academy. the police academy. Oh, not the police academy. I see oh, what no, happened there. Sadly, I don't no, remember I that include, part of the movie. <laughs> I didn't include any of the characters from the police academy. I thought they'd be terrible players. <laughs> yeah <laughs> terrible idea um but no he, he's recruited to the police at 19 and then taken out of the academy as like a specialist uh as a by um by the by the chief of police to infiltrate a drug cartel at like 20 this guy is prodigious prestigious that's huge beans so since his teenage <laughs> years he's he's just been infiltrating defenses he's he's strong in yeah. dangerous areas and he lives that football lifestyle as well he likes fast cars and women and stuff Everyone wants to yeah. be like Mike. They literally said it in, in the second yeah. movie. And I'm glad you didn't pick Martin Lawrence because he just spends the whole film not wanting to be a bad boy and then sort of accidentally being a bit of a well, bad boy. Well, he also, you know, uh, which World Cup was it where they weren't allowed the wags to come with them? He 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 just would not respond to that well. He'd be like, oh, no, my no. wife. He's always banging on about his wife. Yeah. <laughs> Play football, mate. Yeah, and so he keeps threatening to retire as well. You'd have that hanging yeah. over you always. It would be really annoying. Yeah, I think he has been retiring since the first movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, Mike, Mike Lowry is a yeah, really... And it will, it will cover the remaining 30 minutes when Jackie Chan's having a sit-down. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. Let's, get to, uh, let's get to the last position then, goalkeeper. You've really built this what? up, Sam. I'm very excited. I, c- I can see it in your, in your little eyes. Well, you were, <laughs> you were saying that, oh, our goalkeepers are always trees and spiders. You just said that, yeah. right? Yeah, is it a tree so, or a spider? Well... <laughs> In goal, for, in goal for the cops team, it's a cops. Okay. <laughs> it's a cops. Good luck getting getting past about seventy five trees. It's not going to burn it down. How? Yeah, Pr- Prometheus. Are you Prometheus. Down? Uh, that's a good point. All right, I've got a sub goalkeeper. I've got a sub goalkeeper. Uh, my sub, my sub then. It's Dick Tracy. Remember Dick Tracy? Nice. Uh, yeah. He, he, yeah sure. Unsurprisingly, the youngest member on this uh, call is looking very confused. Yeah, my, my brain is saying uh, Thunderbirds. Is that is that right? No. Um, <laughs> no, Dick Tracy was a, a... He was a sort of like... like a, It's like a noir comic, wasn't it? I suppose. Yeah, he's like a, yes, exactly. It. Like a gumshoe. Dime store comic. It's a, yeah, exactly. He's a, he's a, a, a comic strip um, police officer um, he, yeah, dressed in yellow. You might recognise it. He dressed in. Uh, there was a really good like Nintendo game, or was it a Sega Master System game, uh, of him just in yellow, and he's he's got a really cool hat. Smokes a lot. Um, it's kind of what the what Jim Carrey in the exactly, Mask is going yes, for. Yes, exactly. There we are. That's a reference that Rob will understand. Yeah. 
Guys, um, guys, I, I, it is the Tracy family in Thunderbirds. This is where I've just Googled it. Jeff uh, Tracy, yes, of course. Scott Tracy, Alan Tracy. Yeah, that's true. But, but no Dick Tracy. Fair enough. There's no, there's <laughs> no, no dicks dick. in Thunderbirds. <laughs> no, all the dick is with, is with James Dillinger. Uh, James, John Dillinger. That's who it's with. <laughs> James, James Dillinger. Dillinger. <laughs> Um, so Dick Tracy, why is he in goal? Well, um, before he was in uh, a, a police officer, he was in the Navy. And what is the Navy but sea police? Um, and he was, a, he was a diver. His job was a diver. And goalkeepers dive. They have to. Yeah. They have to dive to get the ball. That's why, that's why he's in there. Yeah. Um, and diving underwater. Nice. And he can borrow Blackbeard's periscope. Yeah, like diving underwater is well, it's hard, isn't it? It's really, there's a lot of resistance. So if that's where you've trained, you'd probably be yeah. really sprightly on dry land. Yeah, that's it's true. A good point. It's like um, high altitude training, but the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, big okay. thing he used to do. He loved it. He just he used to disguise himself. Uh, he had loads of different disguises, often disguising himself as a robber. So the robbers. They're just going to be passing to him all the time. Oh, there's a, oh, quick, there's a striker with an open goal. Pass to him. No, no. Whips it off. Yellow coat. Bam. It's the goalkeeper. Might only work once, but <laughs> maybe, they, they, maybe they won't fall for it fall for it a huge amount of times. But, you know, it's a tactic. It's, be- it's better than a copse of trees. I'll, I will allow that because, yeah, listen, sure. at, the moment I'm, I'm, at the moment I'm planting up my garden. It's spring. I'm just planting up the garden. And one thing I found from Google is you can't plant loads of things too close together because they steal each other's sunlight and water and then they'll all die pretty much. None of them will grow. They'll all die. So unless you've got sort of 50 years ahead of time to plant your cops, which you don't because you're the away team. Uh, so mm. your first choice was... was no, I'm going to play Dick Tracy. I've decided. Shit. I've decided. Uh, have you? Okay, good. Tracy. Yeah, yeah, okay. Dick yeah, yeah. Tracy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he literally. This is the other thing. This is the other reason he's in goal. He literally prevents attacks. He prevents like um, uh, terrorist attacks and stuff. Um, and I, I just. This isn't massively relevant to football, but I just needed to, to tell you some of the people whose attacks he has thwarted, yeah. because I, this makes me want to read Dick Tracy because this is yeah. the name. These are the names of some of his enemies. <laughs> Pig E Bank. That's the name of a terrorist. <laughs> Prune face, the brow, mumbles, flat top, big boy, and Mrs. Prune face. <laughs> they sound like the local characters from an East End pub, don't they? The sort of <laughs> yeah, people that would exactly. make you play pool with them. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't play with Prune face. Yeah, uh, big important bit as well. He's friends with uh, billionaire Diet Smith, who just gives him gadgets all the time. So if I'm including stuff, uh, he has an air car which is just a one-man hovering vehicle thing, so he can just fly about the goal if he's trying to get up to um, up to the top corner. That's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Yeah. When was Dick Tracy set? Because it was like a... Yeah, 40s, yeah, like uh, initially in the 40s. And then flying just kept, Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. Um, and then kept going like up, up yeah. to the 70s and stuff. It went for ages. Early science fiction was just obsessed with us having flying cars, weren't they? Just like utterly obsessed. Yeah. They couldn't think outside. Like, do you remember the Jetsons? Flying cars. Dick Tracy, flying cars. Just <clears throat> flying cars. That's all they want for us, flying cars. Mm. Idiots. It's good. You know, Jetsons, flying cars. You know why that is so... Yeah, that's that's my team on the pitch. I just, just a quick word on my backroom staff. I just think it's going to be yeah. so strong. You know, head coach is Poirot. I mean, come on, this guy is a tactical, he's a tactical genius. Uh, he's also only ever failed one case. He's only ever lost one match in his entire career. That is a hell of a record. Um, and I thought also uh, next to him, I'm going to have like a little two-man coaching uh 
coaching team, Frank Serpico. Uh, you might know nice. he, he's a real cop, yeah. uh, played by Al Pacino in uh, the film Serpico. Uh, and he he um, he spoke out. He's like the first police officer to, to speak out about the, the kind of systemic corruption in the police force and stuff. So he's going to be keeping us honest. And that's very important. Uh, oh, yeah. Just a little word as well, maybe about halftime music. Yeah, yeah. Just a little bit of music, obviously, oh, from yeah. Sting. Obviously, we've got a little bit of music from Sting. Um, <laughs> and also Elvis Presley. Because I don't okay. know if you know this, but Elvis loved the police so much so that he was made an honorary cop in Denver and Memphis. An so honorary cop? Cause... Yeah. God, I mean, that, Do you that, get an honorary is... gun with that? Is that... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and an honorary uniform. And he was known to wear that uniform just in public to avoid being recognised, which is hilarious. Because surely, if you saw Elvis in a, in a uniform, you wouldn't go, that's a cop. You'd go... That's Elvis yeah. as a police officer. <laughs> also, like, if a crime happens, Did, is he not, he... like, a, obligated to step Mental. in? Yeah. Well, he probably would have done. <laughs> he was also, like, a bla- uh, I don't know if he got black belt, but he was, like, a brown belt karate as well. He probably would have just stepped in. Big Steven Seagal vibe going on with Elvis. Mm. <laughs> not something I expected to discover. <laughs> he went to Richard Nixon, uh, met him so that he could ask for an FBI badge. <laughs> That happened in a film, and I watched it. Can I remember if he got one in the end? No, I can't remember the end of the film. But the whole film was about, uh, yeah, Elvis there going go. to uh, Richard Nixon. Dillinger would probably have loads of those that he'd nicked off FBI agents. <laughs> Could help yeah, him right out. Borrow one of- <laughs> well, listen, nobody saw us being at Elvis during a, a, a cops team, but here we are. Uh, Sam, can you just talk us through, finally, your final Fantasy Five? I can. In goal, we plumped for Dick Tracy for obvious reasons. Uh, <laughs> in centre-back, it's Robocop. In the midfield, we've got John McClane and Rick Grimes. And up front, it's Chief Inspector Lee from Rush Hour. I love it. Let's go to the pre-match thoughts and feelings. So we know the two teams. Jim, how do you feel your chances are against Sam's Cops team? I think I've got a lot of variation in that team. And I think they might just they might just pull off a victory. Oh, oh, it's 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 not that as confident is. as I thought you were going to be. We, we haven't um, covered. Jim, you're, you're the home team. Where are we playing today? <laughs> So we're going to play at the Emirates Stadium because it's just down the road from me. It's on Holloway Road and obviously Claude Duval doesn't like to go anywhere else. (laughs) He won't leave. uh, Just want to make sure he turns up. (laughs) I also like that its proximity to your actual house has has played into your mind there. Yeah, Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like Top Cat. I'm fundamentally very lazy. (laughs) Lovely. (laughs) Sam, cops, how are you feeling? I'm just, I'm so powerfully confident. (laughs) Every single one of these players is caught and defeated by an enforcement agency, p- potentially with the exclusion of Topcat. So I'm most worried about Topcat. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we have it. It's time for us to head to the pitch for kickoff. And here we are, a sunny day at the Emirates Stadium on Holloway Road, mere seconds from manager Jim Campbell's house share with local highwayman Claude Duval. Extra security today as it's a classic rivalry, renewed and things could get feisty. Looks like all of the ITV's The Bill are helping out, as well as the Dillinger gang. Robocop and Blackbeard both in the centre staring at the ball. I think Blackbeard hasn't realised that it's his kickoff. Uh, hopefully Robocop will let him know. Your move, creep. Ooh, harsh language from Robocop there. Oh, my ears. There's absolutely no need for language like that. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, and we're off. The cop team must be feeling nervous playing against Top Cat. 
He's the most effectual, who's intellectual, he's the boss, he's a VIP, he's championship, he's the most tip-top. Top cap. Not sure how they're going to play against a player with such pedigree. Uh, John McLean just on a bus on his way from Hounslow. Yes, turns out he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Blackbeard's beard is looking especially scary just now as it's lit fuses. It's really smoking. Robocop will not stand for that. His famous directive number three to uphold the law is coming into effect and he has produced a fire extinguisher from one of his robot cavities and is now putting out Blackbeard's beard. Ooh, he's giving him a 70 quid fine, reduced to 35 if paid within 14 days. For smoking inside the ground, if he wants to do that, he'll have to use one of the designated areas. Both John McClane and Dick Tracy are surreptitiously putting out their cigarettes. Top Cat is on the ball and oh, he completes a beautiful spin but is dispossessed by Robocop who begins to run towards the home goal. But Blackbeard also has the ball. I, I, I don't understand. And Top Cat smashes it away past Dick Tracy. It's 1-0 robbers. Oh, Robocop feeling foolish now as it turns out the ball he was running with was just a hairball coughed up by Top Cat, cleverly hidden in the spin to disguise his pass to Blackbeard. <laughs> a classic Top Cat con. Dick Tracy being challenged in goal here by John Dillinger. And uh, just to be clear, Matt, it's not a footballing challenge. No, indeed, just a willy measuring challenge. The height of Dick Tracy versus the height of Dillinger's soapy skin sword. Mary Frith desperate to join in and be one of the boys, but sadly on this occasion coming up short. A break in play as a pigeon has flown onto the pitch and is pecking at Prometheus's liver like a stale crisp on the floor. Top Cat has ordered his gang of cats to rip the bird apart, which the cats do with gleeful abandon. And we're back underway. And that's the halftime whistle. Sting making his way to the pitch for the halftime music, opening with Fields of Gold. And then he'll probably do some of his other songs, which everyone will definitely know the names of. And the second half is off. Chief Inspector Lee is tying up Mary Frith with her collection of gentlemen's lounge trousers and has completely let through Dillinger, who has smuggled in a goal like it was a case of Prohibition-era whiskey. Dick Tracy in goal was too busy breaking the fourth wall and telling the audience how much he wants to clean up those good-for-nothing hoodlums. And that is 2-0. Blackbeard has completely abandoned the fixture and is in the cop's goal furiously digging. Everyone else is still playing, not really paying him any attention at all. He's dug up an old weathered chest. He's going through it and amongst the doubloons is an Adidas 2020 Unifora Top Capitano ball. It's a goal. The, the ball is over the line and unbelievably it's 3-0 to the robbers. 60 minutes into this gripping fixture and Chief Inspector Lee is on the ball. No, no, he's stopped. Completely stopped and is now sitting down on the floor refusing to rush for even one more minute past the hour. Well, it's an unexpected sub as Mike Lowry comes onto the pitch and is immediately on the ball. And why not? Oh, he's had a goal. And it's a beautiful goal for the cops. Oh, he scores on the pitch. He scores in the bedroom. This is why everyone wants to be like Mike. Surely just a consolation goal as it's still 3-1 to the robbers. I can see the cops backroom staff member Serpico is being quizzed on the characters of his favourite 90s sitcom. He's named Joey, Monica and Phoebe, but can't name any more. The manager looking disappointed now and telling him you never know who your friends are. Rick Grimes with a free kick now. Uh, he's whipped it into the box. Oh, it's got some Carl on it. McLean jumps yippee high yay and his header is into the top bins. Oh, but no. Oh, it's Top Cat's bin. 
What a save from the lackadaisical feline. Prometheus to Mary Frith. Mary Frith to Topcat. Topcat to Blackbeard. Some lovely build-up play here. Blackbeard to Mike Larry. Oh no, oh a terrible communication breakdown there as Blackbeard passes to Mike, believing him to be a fellow bad boy. Yeah, and now the robbers are insisting that Mike Lowry changes his entire branding. So we are very pleased to introduce you to Mike Lowry, who is now one half of brand new cop duo, The Really Good Boys. Mm. Dick Tracy with an easy save from Blackbeard. He, he's used to dealing with enemies with dumb names. That's pretty rich for a guy named after a copied sketch of a penis. Uh, Blackbeard is coming off and being subbed on is Claude Duval. Claude heads straight to John McLean and gestures to the stands. Oh, it's John's wife, Holly who comes on and begins dancing with Claude in the middle of the pitch. Well, that is going to infuriate McLean. But no! It was all a distraction as Prometheus sprints past McLean and puts some of his stolen fire into his shot and sends a scorcher flying past Dick Tracy into the top right corner. 4-1 to the robbers. Claude bows to Holly McLean, who swoons in the face of pure devilish handsomeness. And that's it. It's going to end 4-1. But wait a sec, the, the referee has signalled that VAR is intervening. They, they seem to be checking every single one of the robbers' goals. Incredible scenes. As ever, a ridiculous delay from the tech that nobody likes. And it appears as though every goal for the home team is being scrapped off. Y yes, on the video review, the first goal, the ball that hit the net, was actually one of Top Cat's fur balls. The second, it seems as though Dillinger also smuggled in a counterfeit ball, and the third, Blackbeard goal, was a completely different ball as well. And as for the fourth goal, Prometheus's fire burnt the ball to a crisp before it even reached the line. And we do know that the whole ball has to cross the line. But little bits of the ball were floating around in the smoky air. The ref signals that VAR have reviewed and the score is officially altered. Well, justice is served as the cops come out on top of this hotly contested clash. The robbers fought the law and the law won. Nil. Jim. You were robbed, literally robbed right at the end there. I'm, I'm sorry. Any, any final thoughts on that? Horrible irony. Um, <laughs> VAR, not, not fit for purpose. Um, should have seen this coming. Should have, should have realised that my boys would behave like a set of absolute assholes um, <laughs> and, and not stick to the rules. But, you know... What are you going to do on a, on a different day? Maybe we'd, we'd have got away with it. Maybe you'd have got away with it. On a different day in the 1800s, before cameras, it could have been yours. It could have been your 4-1 <laughs> victory rather than Sam's 1-0 victory. Sam, unbelievably, congratulations. You have beaten Jim Campbell, who actually knows a lot about football. Uh, how, that's a great, great turnout. Crime doesn't pay, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's it. all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gents, thank you so much for listening. Before we go any further, Jim, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. You host a podcast as well, The Football Ramble. Tell us all about that. I do. Yes, so um, it's it's called the Football Ramble, as as we've already established. We've been doing it for a long time now. Uh, we uh, this is exactly this is right up our street. Uh, our favourite things about football are just how silly it is, uh, just how uh, just the, the, just the fun, mad things that happen within the game. Uh, and it's it's you know it's not all serious and, and tacticsy. Sometimes when it needs to be serious and tacticsy, it can be. But yeah, um, you can check us out um, or wherever you know wherever you get your podcast. We are the Football Ramble. We've got another feed as well, Football Ramble. Uh, 
Presents, where we do all kinds of interesting creative stuff as well. Uh, so, yeah, give us a listen. Give Jim's podcast a listen and let us know what you thought of today's teams or the result on social media. You can find us, as ever, on at Noise Next Door on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and we would just love to hear from you. Um, a massive thanks, as ever, to our incredible producer, Paul, who makes us sound wonderful. Uh, please do follow Fantasy 5 on your preferred podcast provider and give us a five-star review if that is something you can do. Next week, we get to the most intense match I think that will ever be played in life cats versus dogs I, I, I can't wait for that so everybody we will see you then but until then it's time for us to hit the showers uh, ladies and gentlemen officer John McLean has been found dead in the showers and uh, let me tell you how McLean has long been sexually unsatisfied by the fractured married to his wife. Upon hearing there was some pussy in the showers, he ventured in only to find out it was none other than Top Cat. Frustrated by this, McLean was about to leave. That's when he came face to face with Blackbeard, a man so covered in facial fuzz that the increasingly balding McLean had an instant jealousy boner and collapsed on the spot. What are you saying, Poirot? I'm saying he died hard. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 